0: Grace to you in peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and from the Holy Spirit, who gives us the confession that opens the gates of righteousness, giving us access to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Amen? There is much being celebrated this morning in the realm of both the church and in the realm of society as well. We celebrate The feast day that is the confession of St. Peter, in which we are able to discern more clearly the will of God for Jesus, the Messiah, and his work in the earth. And we celebrate this one come from the Father who advocated the advancement of civil rights using nonviolent civil disobedience as a basis for social reform in our country and even in our world this broad christian belief that one ought love thy neighbor as thyself and even better than thyself in the person and work of the reverend dr martin luther king jr it's an interesting thing that when i was a student here and the first time i spoke publicly in in the seminary context was martin Luther King Day back in 1986, before you were born, and I shared a word about the dream of Dr. King, that one day his four little children would live in a nation where they would not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. King said, I refuse to accept the view that mankind is so tragically bound to the starless midnight of racism and war that the bright daybreak of peace and brotherhood can never become a reality. I believe that unarmed truth and unconditional love will have the final words, so spoke Dr. King. He also spoke of faith. of MLK's I Have a Dream Sermon speech this morning. It is as if both our celebratory causes this morning, Saints Peter and Martin, properly understood, both wrestled with the same issue and we wrestle with that issue today and ultimately have the same request as the psalmist in our verse for this morning, Psalm 118, 19 to 21. Open to me the gates of righteousness. Would someone please open the gate that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and become my salvation. We would have opened gates this morning. We would have the gates of righteousness unlocked. We would have the way unlocked to justice in the earth. We would have the gate open so that joy and righteousness, peace and deliverance are received. So that we by faith may enter, find rest and give thanks unto the Lord our God. We would have the gates open so that we might behold the righteous goodness of the Lord and dwell in his presence. But we are mired with sin in these earth suits. And can in no manner set ourselves free. And so there seems no one who is able to find the key that, un- that may unlock the gates so that we may enter. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy upon us. We need a key, we require a key, but where might we find so great and precious and golden a key to unlock the very gates of righteousness? We have God's word, is that the key? Well, maybe not because even Satan knows that and quotes it well even in the face of God. We have baptism, is that the key? well probably not in and of itself because we all get wet some point or another ah the meal the supper the great thanksgiving the body and the blood is that the key hmm the key to gluttony and drunkenness for some But the key, the immutable, indisputable key that will open for us the gates of righteousness, Lord, where shall we find such a treasure? St. Paul says in Romans 10, but what does it say? The word is near you. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim, the key, the golden key. It's near you because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and confess in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved for with the heart one believes and is justified and with the mouth one confesses and is saved the word is the key the confession the proclamation is this the great treasure well let's ask saint peter jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of caesarea philippi and one of his disciples asked who do people the great unwise who do people say that i am I esteem in my sanctified imagination that another way of asking that question is: what power and authority do people say that I have? Do people see me as simply a guy who can feed with loaves and fishes, who can heal a few sick people, who can heal a couple of blind or lame? Or do they esteem that there's something more of me than that than they can grasp? And they said to him: Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others one of the prophets. Great answers, but John the Baptist told them, I am not the one. Elijah never claimed to be the one. The prophets come to bear witness to the one. So John, do you have the key? Are you the key? Can you unlock for me the gates of righteousness? And I see John patting around in his camel hair suit, clearing locusts out of his beard and saying, nope, no keys. Elijah untucks his cloak, no keys fall. The other prophets know and testify to many things regarding our Father, but they have no key to the gates of righteousness. Moses, the great lawgiver, the great man of God, has no key. Peter is the first who almost stumbles over the key that unlocks the gates of righteousness in his response to the question of Jesus. Who do men say that I am? Peter said, You are the Christ. Who do you say? You are the Christ. You hear that? You are the Christ. That sounds like the dropping of a key. The key to the gates of righteousness is in the confession. You are the Christ, the Messiah, the desire of ages, the bright and morning star. And I hear creaking gates of righteousness open and grace fall full face into the earth. You are the Christ, the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley, our great Emmanuel, God with us. You are the key that unlocks the gate of righteousness. Hallelujah. And I see Jesus stricken, smitten, and afflicted, lying upon the cross, bearing our griefs, carrying our sorrow, pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquity, yet bearing the chastisement that brings us peace and wounds that mark our healing, that we may have access to the key that opens the gates of righteousness. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. That confession is the key through which we gain access to the gates of righteousness, the kingdom of God in our hearts, and the kingdom of heaven in the age to come. Um, somebody just ought to say hallelujah. (laughs) Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah of God. That confession is the key that opens the gates of righteousness, grants us access that we may enter through them and give thanks unto the Lord. Jesus is the Messiah of God. This confession opens the gates of the Lord and the righteous shall enter through it. We know from saints Peter and Martin that opening that gate to glory may mean suffering on earth, but it is bearable. And even in the face of rejection, threats, and even death, we can say, thanks be to God. You have answered me. You've become my salvation. And you've granted me this grace, the key that unlocks the gates of righteousness. You are the Christ the Son of the living God, and the key that opens the gate. So make it so, Lord. Maranatha, come, Lord. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in the one true faith unto life everlasting. Amen.